But the way I see it is you can't fully appreciate the Easter story without punctuating it with the joy and the victory and the life that comes from the personality and the character of Jesus Christ. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby brings you his own unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Travel through time back to Bobby's humble beginnings as a valet parking cars. Journey with Bobby through his experiences with various companies and his travels to China. Today, Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. As you join Bobby today, you will hear these messages as they were delivered at his church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger. Happy Easter to everybody. Are you happy today? But first, I want to talk about God's sense of humor. How many believe God has a sense of humor? Now, for those who don't believe that God has a sense of humor, the easiest way to convince you is just to say, well, he made you, didn't he? (laughs) Still not convinced, you say, dude, look in the mirror and tell me God doesn't have a sense of humor. The great evangelist Billy Sunday used to say all the time, I know God has a sense of humor because he made the monkey, the giraffe, and some of you people. So I believe that God has a sense of humor, and I believe that he created humor. And the fact that he gave us the ability to see the humorous side of things in life is one of his greatest gifts to us. There are little humorous gems all in the Bible that support this idea. Uh, One of my favorites is in Proverbs, where it says this, Better to live on the corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Now, that's funny. Excuse me just a moment. I need to talk to my wife. There was no personal reference intended there, by the way. Don't really want to know what that feels like on the roof. Now, you may be thinking that Easter Sunday is an unusual time to discuss the idea of God's sense of humor. Usually, when we talk about Easter... We're conditioned to view the Easter story as a very serious and weighty remembrance of events. And there's no denying it. It certainly is that. But the way I see it is you can't fully appreciate the Easter story without punctuating it with the joy and the victory and the life that comes from the personality and the character of Jesus Christ. You see, before Christ suffered and died on the cross for our sins, his life was full of purpose and joy and laughter. 
His ministry was characterized not just by the miracles he performed, but also by his joyful interaction with people from all walks of life. In Luke, it tells us that he was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. And by reading the Gospels, it was obvious that Jesus loved people and loved having a good time. In fact, it's recorded also in Luke that those holier-than-thou Pharisees, remember them? They actually accused Jesus and his disciples of being party animals. And I'm convinced that Jesus used humor in his many sermons, whether the levity was recorded or not. I mean, when have you ever heard a great speaker who didn't use humor as an effective communication tool? And Jesus was no doubt the most amazing communicator of all time. People were captivated by him. They hung on to his every word, everywhere he went. Thousands of people showed up. So I believe Jesus loves to laugh. And partly because we give him plenty of reasons to. I know it's him that puts things in my head that makes me laugh all the time. And you know they say that the average adult laughs about 15 times a day. Did you know that? But they also say that children will laugh over 400 times a day. So is it any wonder that Jesus scolded those disciples who tried to keep the children from him? He said, no, let them come. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And then he said something very serious. I tell you the truth, he said. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will not enter it. Now, if ever there was an inside tip on how to find our way in this Christian life, I think it was right there. Because if there's one thing I know, it's that kids love to laugh and have fun and not worry about anything. And the thing is, Jesus didn't just prefer that we be like that. He said we have to. You know, like Christmas, Easter is a very visual holiday. It mostly conjures up images of the brutality and the suffering of Christ. The cross is a story of the ultimate sacrifice. And we want to remember that today. But the significance of Easter is so much more than the cross. It's about victory. Death could not keep him. It's about life. And it's when everything changed for you and for me. And I believe that Christ would not have you see him only on the cross today. But he would also want you to see him surrounded by laughing children or sitting around a campfire with his 12 best friends because he came that we live and live it to the fullest. And he lives today. He lives. And he shows us how to live a life 
filled with hope, and yes, filled with humor and lots of laughter. So we remember the cross today, but we celebrate Jesus Christ, His life, His victory, our hope. In Jesus' name. Coming up next, learn how to show your love to God in a tangible way that gets His attention. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. And I want to talk to you about tithing. (laughs) I always worry a little bit about uh, the subject matter because, uh, and I don't know why, because tithing is such an important part of, uh, of our spiritual life. But, you know, with all the needs that's represented in the church today, it's just easy to assume that tithing is simply a method the church uses for paying for everything. But the truth is, it's not. Did you know that tithing, which literally means the tenth, was really created just for you? That God installed the act of tithing as a starting point for our, to develop our relationship with him. And here's a few things we need to understand about tithing. Tithing is meant to train us to put God first in our lives and secure his blessing on the other 90% of our income. And tithing is meant to discipline us to quantify and calculate our present state of affairs. It's healthy for us to actually and literally count our blessings. I mean, we have to know what it is that we're supposed to pay 10% of. And tithing puts us in good standing with the pursuit of God's purpose in our life. And what's even more exciting is when we're obedient and consistent in our tithing, that all the other giving that we do has the promise of being multiplied beyond measure. And I want to live in that place, don't you? I want to, I want to expect all the good things that God has for me. So I don't know if tithing is one of the most misunderstood issues in the church today or just one of the most abused issues. But the one mistake that we shouldn't make is to think 
that tithing is very much about money because it's not. Let me use a very contemporary uh, illustration of what I think the intended purpose of tithing is. How many have been monitoring the progress of Lance Armstrong in his quest for the Tour de France? Pretty hard to miss, isn't it? It's on every news channel. Well, before we got to church this morning, he accomplished an amazing feat and won the Tour de France, which is the most grueling bicycle race in the world, for a seventh consecutive time. Uh, it's, a, it's an unbelievable feat. No one on, on earth would even question that he was the world's best cyclist. So if I went to Lance Armstrong and I asked him to teach me to ride a bicycle like he could so that I too could someday win the Tour de France, I'd be very fortunate if Lance would say, okay, Bob, but first I want you to ride a bicycle for a month for one hour a day. Now, that didn't seem to be too much to ask. But if I rode the bike for an hour the first week, and then the second week I took a few days off, well, Lance could easily tell that I wasn't really serious about becoming a world-class cyclist. He wouldn't be inclined to invest his valuable time in me at that point. But if I did ride the bicycle for an hour a day, which isn't even close to the kind of commitment you would have to have to, have to be a world-class cyclist, Lance very likely would be willing to take me to the next level. Okay, so this is very much what tithing is all about. It's how we show our love and our commitment, or our lack of it, to our Creator. It's how we get His attention, and it's how we we make Him want to invest in us and to grow us in what He intended us to be. So tithing seems like a little thing, but it's a vital part of establishing our relationship with the Lord. I hear of lots of reasons that people don't tithe consistently, but frankly, I have to tell you that none of them are legitimate. If you have been inconsistent in this area, you don't have to worry about the past. You can just start today. Don't miss out on the blessing that God has for you through the discipline of tithing. And if you'll do that, I promise you something good will happen in Jesus' name. We all have made mistakes, but thankfully, they are not the end of our story. Stay tuned to hear how to avoid bad decisions in the future. On the Bright Side is made possible by Nebo Tools. Nebo flashlights are trusted at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Don't move. Bobby will be right back. I depend on my tools and accessories to work hard as I do. Like my new case bright from Nebo Tools, the flashlight that is always with you. It's a protective case for your iPhone featuring a high-powered flashlight up to 12 times brighter than a standard smartphone light. The case bright is independently powered by an internal rechargeable lithium-ion battery that doesn't drain your phone's battery. It fits iPhone 6, 6S, 6 Plus, and 6 Plus S. The Nebo case bright may not change the world, but it might change your world. The Case Bright is perfect for me because, like me, it can handle more than one job at a time. Let us know how Bobby is helping you change your life. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org. Now back to On the Bright Side. I want to talk a minute about making good decisions. And to do that, I first have to tell you about a bad decision that I once made. When I was a boy of 13, I played football. We had a pretty good team, and in the last game of the season... 
We were marching down the field with just a few minutes left in the game. Now, I was the quarterback, and because we had a two-touchdown lead, the coach called timeout and called me over and said, Bollinger, just keep the ball on the ground and run the clock out. I said, sure thing, coach. I went back to the huddle. And when I went to call the play, our wide receiver, a boy named Chucky, he said, look, Bobby, this is the last play of the season. And because of my age, this is the last play I'll ever have on this team. It's my last chance to make a touchdown. You've got to throw me a pass. So I looked over at the coach on the sideline, and he was going... I looked back at Chucky, and he was going, please, Bobby. And then I called a pass play into the end zone. When I took the snap from the center, I immediately was facing a blitz of rushes. So I turned and was running for my life. <laughs> and right before I was hit and made a mangled mess, I teed the ball to the very corner of the end zone where Chucky was supposed to be. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw this little defensive back for the other team jump up and intercept the pass and begin running the other direction. All I could think at that time was, uh-oh. I managed to jump up and go after him. I had to stop this disaster in the making. And I had one shot at him at the 50-yard line. But when, I, but when I dived to tackle him, not only did I miss him, but he stepped on my hand and broke my thumb. And he kept running to score a 109-yard touchdown. Later I learned it was the longest touchdown on record in the state. So I told you that story so we can just agree that I made a bad decision. And is it any wonder? I mean, first I undermined my authority. Then I took an unnecessary risk. And then I had to live with the humiliation and the consequences of my actions, my broken thumb being one of them. But the thing is, my decision never had a chance for glory, because I made it for all the wrong reasons. You know, the Word is full of stories of people who make bad decisions. Just take Jonah, for instance. The Lord gave Jonah a mission. Go to Nineveh and preach to those heathens. But it didn't make sense for Jonah to go to Nineveh. It was a bad and dangerous place. So instead, he takes a cruise. <laughs> but God wasn't through with Jonah just yet. How many know that our bad decisions don't alter what God intends to do? The Word says, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Well, you know the rest of the story. Jonah's shipwrecks, he gets swallowed by a fish, and I figure that just about the time Jonah sees the teeth of that whale is when he said, uh-oh. You see, when Jonah decided on his own not to go to Nineveh, his decision never had a chance for glory. Well, thankfully for Jonah and for us, our bad decisions don't have to be the end of us. They can bring us to a place of repentance 
and restoration because of the amazing grace of God. And he can use the circumstances that we get ourselves into to teach us and to grow us and to learn to trust him. Every important decision either has a chance for glory or it doesn't. When we make them impulsively or selfishly or to satisfy our lust or our ego, those decisions never have a chance. It's kind of like when King David decided that he had to have Bathsheba. That decision never had a chance for glory. But when we pray for wisdom and the outcome that we seek in our decision could only bring honor and integrity to the situation, then the decision always has a chance for glory. Not our glory, but His. So listen, we're, we're all going to make some bad decisions. But God is faithful. The Word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your way straight. He will make your way straight. That means He knows our way needs straightening. Our way is not straight. And our own decision-making is one of the reasons that our way gets crooked. But if when we make decisions, we give them a chance for glory, then we'll begin to understand the passage of the Scripture in Isaiah. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Can you say amen this morning? Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. If you enjoyed the show and wanted to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. You all know the guy I'm talking about, the one who has everything. He seems to slide through life. I never thought I'd be that guy. At least, not until I discovered the Slide King rechargeable work light and flashlight from Nebo Tools. Now, I've got four modes, a 330 lumen flashlight, a 220 lumen work light, a 50 lumen red light, and a red flasher for emergencies. This baby has a four-time zoom, a magnetic base, dimmable beam, and instant on functionality. What's not to love? 
Thanks to the Slide King from Nebo Tools, I'm that guy, the one with everything sliding through life. Find Nebo Tools' instantly bright flashlights, including the powerful and versatile Slide King, available at Batteries Plus Bulbs, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play for the ultimate in flashlights. Let Nebo light your way.